Hi friends. Hello, hello. You're listening to I'm Sorry with the podcast with Ashley Sleek. It's just like I showed up to your house, bottle of wine in hand with like 45 to an hour of juicy ass gossip to talk about. Like who doesn't want to do that? Hello, hello, and welcome back to I'm Sorry About the Podcast. I'm Ashley Sleek. So excited to be with you all. So excited to be back. I am done with my traveling. I have to say, I handled it better than I thought I would have, but I still don't know how people do this all the time. Like, people who, like, travel for work and they're, like, always on airplanes, I'm like, literally how? I have so much to share with you from my trips. Um, I... Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. It was it was a f- such a fun time in Mexico. I am thrilled to be back. I, uh, you know, yesterday I could not be bothered. Like, so today is Tuesday when I'm recording. Monday, I was like dead to the world. Like three of my friends had birthdays and I like could not text or anything until like after four. I was like, I am out of it. I did manage to go grocery shopping, which I was pretty proud of. But besides that, I was just on TikTok like, literally all day and you know what whatever I was talking to the otter last night and I was like I saw this thing on TikTok he's like you've been spending a lot of time on TikTok and I was like yes and you know I, I I whatever I have no shame in my TikTok game like I like to it's like watching little mini shows and I enjoy it like what's the difference of being on TikTok and being on YouTube you're watching like the same videos so anyways I don't even justify myself to anybody but when I wanted to relax, I did try to justify myself last night, too, by the way. I was like, I read books like he was going to leave me because I watched too much TikTok. And like, you know, I just wanted to make sure I sounded educated. Like, you fucking psycho. Um, <laughs> anywho, I'm so excited today. I am going to the aquarium with the otter. We've been talking about this and uh, today is the day. I'm so thrilled to see otters with the otter, like the dream, the absolute dream. So I'm really excited about that. It's going to be a super great day. Don't worry. I do remember that I have an announcement for you all, but it's coming later on in the podcast. You know, I like to keep it spicy. Keep you keep you locked in. It won't be at the very end, though. I'm wrapping it into Ask Ashley. It's going to be a good time. Um, so I do have to kick it off with, as I say on My Favorite Murder, a corrections corner or, you know, this is just me fixing my mistakes. But I was listening to episode 145 on my plane ride. I was catching up on my own podcast, like the total narcissist that I am. And I had said that I don't have a favorite, like one of my favorite places isn't in San Jose yet. And that is not true because my favorite bar is in San Jose. My favorite bar is O'Flaherty's, O'Flats. I love this bar. So San Jose has my favorite bar. And ever since I listened to the podcast, I also am craving the barbecue that I talked about. Oh my gosh. I can't go on another rampage talking about food because I was cracking up listening to that podcast episode. And I was like, you were so hungry that day. Like it was above thirsty. You were straight hunger. It was, it was so wild. Uh, it was my niece's birthday this past week, which was really exciting. She fully turned one years old, which is absolutely wild. And I got her a ball pit and I'm really proud of my gift. I wanted to get her a ball pit. I had first seen this because Stassi Schroeder for Vanderpump Rules, her kid has a ball pit. And I just felt like, you know, if her kid has a ball pit, so should my niece. And then um, one of my best friends, Julie, her kid has a ball pit too. And I saw it at 
her first birthday party. And I was like, this thing is sick. Like, this is such a cool gift. So I found mine at Target. It was really cute. And I was on the phone with the otter when I was shopping. And I was like, yeah, but the ball pit doesn't make any noise. You know, and he's like, don't just get your niece presents to annoy your sister. And I was like, I thought that was the point. I thought that was the whole point of getting to be an aunt was that I buy gifts to annoy, you know, um, but apparently that's not it. And I genuinely wanted her to have this ball pit. So uh, my sister sent me a picture of her in it. It's very cute. I kind of want to play in it. Like if I was a kid, I see I like I love the idea of a ball pit. The problem is, is that the public ball pits are fucking nasty as hell. Like you just read all these stories about shit like for me, even as a kid, Band-Aids. Well, oh, my God. There are weird things that set me off. Cat puke. Oh, my God. Have I talked to you guys about the cat puke yet? No, I haven't because I listened to the podcast back and I didn't mention this and the timing was off. OK, I ha- sorry. I have to tell this story. So last week I was cat sitting. Oh, no, sorry. The week before I was cat sitting for my parents. And here's the thing for my mom. Those cats are not my dad's. Um, <laughs> like I find cat puke to be the most disgusting thing on the planet. I have been thrown up on by actual humans multiple times and something about cat. Oh, my God. I can't even talk about it. It's like the hair. But OK, anyways. So the last time I watched the cats, one of them threw up and I was like, seriously, and I had to clean it up and I was so upset. And then I was watching the cats again and the cat decided to puke. Okay, so, you know, when you have a sliding glass door and it's open, there's that little crack like where the door should go. That's where this bitch threw up. That is where this bitch threw up. I was so angry. And then I was going to leave because I was obviously going to the alehouse. I had the alehouse. I was in Livermore for two days, 48 hours, and I ate at the ale house twice. And I have no shame in the game. So um, the second time I was going with Jenna, friend of the podcast, and I ran into my mom's room to see if she had makeup left because I love using my mom's stuff. She's just got the good things. And I saw a chunk of throw up on the carpet. And let me tell you something about my parents' house. There is only one room, one, in the entire house that has carpet. It's my parents' bedroom and it's not the bathroom which is literally right next to where this cat threw up it's like just around the bed that's it and this motherfucker was like this is the place I'm like uh-huh. oh god I fucking I can't listen I love these cats they they are originally my sister's cats so they were my OG niece and nephew but sometimes and I was like scrubbing the floor because I was being nice these are my parents they do a lot for me Trust me, when I first saw it, I was like, I think I'm just going to pretend like I didn't see that. Like, why would I go into my parents' room? But then I was like, I don't want the cats to eat it. So I was scrubbing the floor. I haven't heard from my parents if I got it out. But um, anyways, yeah. So F the cats. Uh, (laughs) I am uh, cracking up because I wrote in my show prep for this. I was like, I'm tired as hell. At least I am while I'm writing this. I'm on my flight home. So I, I show prepped while I was on my plane ride home and it was amazing. So let's get into the trip. Let's get into Mexico, starting off with the fact that I most definitely did not get robbed this time. Very exciting stuff, everybody. In case you are not um, a regular to the podcast. Hi, hello, welcome. 
Uh, last year, I threw a bachelorette party for my girlfriend in Mexico. Um, she wanted to do an Airbnb. We did an Airbnb and it got broken into. So then we ended up going to a resort and I was like, oh, this shit is nice. And um, my favorite part was the swim up bar. So I was very excited to go to this all inclusive resort now. I, this is my first time. This is baby's first all inclusive. You guys, I am an all inclusive girly now. I have been changed. I have been so changed. This was fucking incredible. And I have to be honest, obviously I was a maid of honor, so I was running around and doing stuff. So I never got to hit up the swim up bar, but I saw it and I was like, this is the life. This is the life I would be choosing to live. One day in my dream world, if I own a home, honestly, owning a home is not really like a dream of mine. I, I know that sounds weird, but it just never really has been because I guess in my mind, I always thought I'd be moving, but if I were to design my own dream home, I would 1000% put a swim up bar in there. Like 1000%. When the podcast gets really fucking famous and I'm making like good monies, I'm going to put a swim up bar in my pool, in my vacation home or whatever. So anyways, I also have to say that I'm probably the first person in history who has gone to Mexico and come back the same shade. Literally, I left white. I came home just as white. There is no such thing as a tan on this white bitch's body. And I'm, I'm a little disappointed, but I put on so much sunscreen. And, you know, if you are Julie listening to this podcast, um, she will tell you that I was very resistant to sunscreen in college. But once I got sun poisoning, I was like, all right, bitch, like we got to protect this skin. So now I wear sunscreen apparently too much because, yeah, I was not sun kissed at all, which was a little sad. But um, anyways, I was back with my people flying Southwest and I have to say no regrets on that. Is it stressful that you don't know what seat you're in? Yeah, of course. But the way that nobody asked me to check my bag was the best. I mean, I already had a check bag anyways, but it's okay. Um, I I was super nervous, obviously, going back to Mexico because, you know, trauma, but also, you know, um, just traveling alone is a little scary. But then so I was journaling on the airplane like a main character on my way there. And I was like, this is such a unique opportunity. Like, I think that, you know, I kind of looked at it a little bit like, oh, my God, I've been like a little sad bitch came over me. And I was like, I've been traveling alone a lot lately, you know. And then I was like, well, this is actually kind of cool. Like. I don't really have to ask anybody else to like what they want to do. And I just think that like that's kind of such a bad bitch thing to say. Like I traveled to Mexico by myself, you know, and I went New Jersey's not as bad bitch, but still like I did that. And my aunt Kristen, my mom's like best friend from college. She travels all the time. So my mom was like, just channel your inner aunt Kristen and look confident. And I tried to. I tried to look confident and the least robable possible. I was like, I'm bringing nothing nice. I'm just going to wear this shitty backpack I got off Amazon and just look not confused, which was hard because I was very confused. Um, but it was it was really exciting. And obviously, you know, my my thrill for the wedding outweighed it. And I'm actually really grateful like this is I know this sounds so random, but sometimes when I'm afraid of things, I'm not the best at, you know, facing those fears. I'm kind of a, uh, you know, a fear for a little bitch. And I don't always, you know, go for the whole like, let's power through. And so I was so kind of grateful that Karishma gave me a reason to go back to Mexico because, listen, I'll do just about anything for a wedding. So 
It allowed me to face my fears. It was super safe. I felt really comfortable. The resort was gorgeous. I'm sorry. I didn't even know if I mentioned why I was in Mexico, um, but I was my best friend, Charisma's maid of honor. And you guys, this shit was fucking nice. This was the nicest place I've ever been to in my life. Like I was so overwhelmed. So like I drive in and I was like, it was in Playa del Carmen. I flew into Cancun and like just the drive. I was like, look at all these. Look, I felt like the fucking Little Mermaid. I'm like, look at these things. Isn't it neat? <laughs> like I. Wow. So then I walk into the resort and it looked like it was the perfect combination. Encouragement said this of like jungle and beach. There was trees everywhere. It was there was animals. I saw raccoons. There was this little animal that looked like a raccoon and it had like an almost an anteater face. And I sent a picture of it to the otter and he could fucking tell me exactly what it was. He's like, oh, this is this animal. And listen, I could tell you what animal it was because he told me, but I know I'm going to pronounce it wrong and I'm not in the mood. So whatever. It was an animal. And I'm like, how do you know that? Like, I don't know. He's just so smart. You guys, I just can't. Um, He said he used to have like a he won a passport or like a annual pass to the zoo. So that's how he knows. But He's just whatever. He's smart and perfect. Anyways, I was like jaw dropped walking into this place. One of the most beautiful things I loved about it was when you walked in, there was all these um, little hearts like from in the ceiling. And I and they were like glass blown, like heart decorate. And it just it felt like love. I was like, oh, my gosh, I love this. And then I turned and it's just like pool. Like there's this big pool that like goes around and I was like, I want to swim the entirety of this fucking resort. Like this is so cool. And then like I said, the swim up bar, the water looks so nice. I got to my room and quickly changed. I wore on my first, I was so proud of my Mexico looks. I don't think I took enough pictures, but like my first look was a bright yellow dress and I met them at the steakhouse. It was so fun. So I got to meet, um, so it was Krishma and then Cody, her now husband, and Krishma's mom, and then Cody's two, three best friends, and then one of their um, girlfriends. And I love them. It was like so fun because I was like going by myself too. And I, I was like, I think I'll be okay. It's not very hard for me to make friends, but they were so friendly. It's not hard for me to make friends. However, there are some people who don't want to make friends. So it was just such good vibes. I had a cucumber martini, you guys. Why was I sleeping on martinis? I I would I think I love the cucumber more than the apple. It was so refreshing, but I also know that I'm in Mexico. So like I learned I didn't know then, but throughout my trip I have learned that the food there hits fucking different. I like I ate better on my vacation than I eat at home because the fruit was so fucking good. I literally have a note that just says pineapple in all caps. The pineapple was so fucking good, you guys. Like, I just, I just can't even put it into words how fucking good the fruit was, specifically the pineapple. And then at the wedding, I was like, you know what? The mimosas here are hella good because the orange juice is really good. I bet you the pineapple margarita, I am going to be dreaming about pineapple margaritas for the rest of my life from Mexico. Like, they were so fucking good oh my god and then we went at some point so we got eight at the steakhouse uh there was a buffet breakfast which i fucking love i love when i get to buffet it up i was thrilled that's probably the most i ate but even then i was eating literally i thought the sausage was so good i was having toast because their bread was really fluffy toast sausage and fucking pineapple like i just i couldn't get over the fruit situation but anyways 
that night we after the steakhouse so this is when i flew in on thursday uh we stayed and had drinks it was really fun um randomly there was some sort of mask thing going on so we all got these masks like not like covid masks like eye masks and it was just good vibes i went to bed woke up hit up the the buffet brunch had a mimosa it was like the best fucking mimosa ever and then um i got to spend my favorite thing is doing wedding stuff like I love when I get to be involved in the wedding process. And I know that I have a whole ass separate podcast about weddings, but I just want to say this, that like when you are a bride, your bridal party is interested in your wedding. Okay. I just want you to know if they're not like, I don't know. I just feel like in my experience, everybody who's been in a wedding is ride or die. And if they're not, then maybe you should reevaluate that friendship. But like, especially as a maid of honor, like, I feel that when I'm not super like involved, it almost it doesn't feel the same. You know, like I got to do a lot with my sister for her wedding and that was really fun. And and I know I used to do these like little trips to Sonoma County to do Haley's. And like so when I got to for there for Charisma, because we live far apart, like I don't really get to do those in person wedding things with her. Like I was so excited to get there and to get to do all this stuff with her. So um, I got to go to her hair and makeup trial, which is so fun. I actually haven't been able to do that with any of my brides. And I think that's so fun. Like if you're able to uh, and, and you're a bride, I think you should bring a friend with you to that because it was just like it was so fun to do with her. And like I said, all my brides kind of lived away from me. So I haven't really had the opportunity to do that. Like I got a bunch of pictures and everything. I remember from errands and like, you know, but it, it was really special. And I, I think I talked to her when she was doing it. But, you know, getting to be there was a really special moment. And, you know, I was like reading through her speeches with her. It was like so fun. You know, we're just sitting with this beautiful view, reading speeches. And it was just it was really gorgeous. Uh, and then Friday after that all was the rehearsal. And then the rehearsal dinner was where I gave my speech. And, you know, I didn't think about this ahead of time. So most of the weddings that I have been in, people have known ahead of time that I was in radio. Like they're they always know somehow whether I told them or someone else told them. And I realized that at this wedding, like no one really knew me ahead of time. So no one knew that I was in radio or had a pocket. Not no one. Obviously, Cody Karishma and her mom knew. But like the majority of the people that were listening to my speech did not know that I was a professional speaker. So I was blowing them away. And that was amazing. I mean, listen, the speech was good. I'm not going to stay here and like not toot my own horn. The speech was good. I, I, I feel very confident in it. But it was more like the way I was talking. They're like, wow, like you did that so good. I was so impressed. And I was like, oh, my God, they don't know. Because like I think other people have the expectation that I, I hear it a lot, you know, when I'm giving a speech. Well, oh, well, you've been in radio like you're going to do so good and all this stuff. And I'm like, nobody knew. So they were just so impressed. And I was like, ah. it, you guys, I got laughs. I got tears. I cried. Of course I cried. Of course I cried. Charisma is such a wonderful friend of mine. And she is one of those people that we have just genuinely been through so much together. Like we have been through so much together uh, from the start. So her and I met playing college lacrosse at Sonoma State. And um, I told the story 
uh, uh, during the speech that, you know, she was a year younger than me. And so we did this thing when they when we first got newbies or whatever, as we called them, and you would take a newbie out on a date and everybody wanted to take charisma out and I fought for her and I won and look where it got me, um, made of honor status. But, you know, we were the kind of people who can just talk openly about a lot of things, you know, especially mental health. I think that's such a special thing to be able to relate to with friends, like, and just be open and have conversations about all of my friends are like that, which I got really lucky. Uh, but you know, there's something very special about, you know, just getting to feel very comfortable talking to someone about literally anything. So it was just, it was so, so wonderful to get to honor her in such a special way. And uh, I was, it was great, the feedback. And, you know, I, it, there was a smaller group of people there and it was really fun. My sister, you know, she had, when we did the first wedding, it was a very intimate group of people. And that is a very special wedding thing. So I just wanted to say that, you know, for anybody who might be considering having a smaller wedding and, and might be worried about, you know, not having a big giganto or wedding, like as a guest at two intimate weddings, like it was very special. You feel like it's very intimate. You get to know everybody. So it's like by the time I was at the wedding, like I already knew everybody there, which this was also my first destination wedding, uh, which is wild. So it's wedding like th number 32, I believe, for me. And uh, but my first destination wedding. And I, that's that was one of the things I loved about it was that everybody was there. We were all at the same resort. We were hanging out and doing things together like we were doing things separately. But, you know, we had all these events together. And so you were just so comfortable by the time you're at the wedding and you're on the dance floor together. It just felt very special. It was like this very um, it was just a very unique a wedding situation, I guess. And, you know, I felt that way with my sisters, too. It was kind of like there was this bond between the people who were at that wedding, you know, and that was really cool. That being said, I know that the, some of you are listening and like, oh, Ashley, no, I'm sorry. This was a very special experience, but I will be having the world's largest wedding. Sorry, dad. I know you're like, oh, Maybe her mind got changed. It did not. Um, <laughs> but it was it was really amazing. And uh, I, I the the wedding was on the beach. This is also my first beach wedding, which was super cool. So we got to be barefoot, which I loved. And I had my feet in the sand and I was cracking up because obviously there's people on the at the resort. So like I was telling people how this would be like my wet dream as far as weddings go, like uh, as far as vacations go. I'm sorry. If I was on a vacation and I was laying there and there was a wedding happening and I just got to watch a wedding happen while sitting on the beach on vacation, like I would be so fucking happy. I would be so into that. Like I was like, these people are, are blessed. Like Anything to do with weddings, I'm obviously super into. So I love that. Um, but, you know, it was it was so freaking gorgeous and beautiful. And then it was funny because I was waiting to bustle Charisma's dress. And so I just like hung out on the beach while they were taking all their photos. And I did a full um, I did a full photo shoot of me um, in my dress while they were taking pictures behind me. It was very funny. I. It was, it was just such a good time. I loved it. You guys, I, I just loved it. My favorite part, obviously, was seeing my best friend get to marry her best friend and be so happy like that. That was so, so special. But secondary to that 
was at the end of the night. So after the wedding, gorgeous. All the speeches were amazing. Um, I listen, the food was good. However, they took my food away. Like, so I got up to talk to Karishma and I'd only taken like two bites of my food and I came back and it was gone. So I stole the dinner roll from the little kid sitting next to me. So Elijah, I'm sorry about that. Um, but what I was bummed about was the mashed potatoes. They cook their mashed potatoes like I cook my mashed potatoes, which is with vegetables inside. So they had corn in the mashed potatoes, which is how I like to eat them. So that was very exciting, but it was delicious. And the bread was really good, too. But, you know, I was more focused on the pineapple mimosas at that point. But anyways, after the wedding, so Kirshma was like, would it be so annoying if you brought like, could I have you bring my stuff over? Because um, I grabbed all the stuff from the bridal suite and put it in. I was sharing a room with her mom in our room. And I was like, oh, my God, of course not. So they go back to the room. I put on my Tequila Katie shirt. So I wore my for my Vanderpump Rules fan. Uh, Bestie of the podcast, Kim, bought me a one shot away from Tequila Katie T-shirt. And I was like, I fucking have to bring this to Mexico. So I was wearing that and I roll back over knock on the door. Cody answers. He's like, what? And then I spent the night of their wedding with them just debriefing the wedding in the living room, like in their little like hotel room. They had like this nice little table and stuff, eating French fries and tortilla chips and having the time of our lives. And like you might be thinking, Ashley, what an intimate moment for them that you put yourself into. And yeah, that's very on brand. It is very on brand for me that at the end of the wedding, I went into the bride and groom's hotel room and just spent the night hanging out with them. And it was it was so fun. I loved it. But yeah, I was like, yeah, you know, maybe they didn't want this, but uh, I think they did. It was fun. It was really fun. Uh, so then I had to get up and get back on my flight back home on Sunday. And there was a little like snafu, um, a snafu with my car to the airport. And I went from normal to psycho in a, in a matter of minutes, you know, and I only tell that say that because I feel so guilty about it. But I was like sobbing and this guy's like, oh, senorita, it's going to be OK. And I was like, no, senor, like I can't. <laughs> this is like so bad. But it like basically my car left without me. And so it was really sweet. Kershaw's mom was with me and she's like, I want to make sure she has a good driver. So the hotel called me a um, they called me a female taxi driver. And like, I just say that because I'm like, this resort was so nice and accommodating. They also the service was so good. Like before I could even finish a margarita, there was already one at my table, which we love that for her. I kind of have like a craving for more margaritas. You would think that like I drink enough and I know we're going to the aquarium, but like, do you think they serve drinks? Like I want another cucumber martini and another margarita today. It's fine. But <laughs> it was just like they were they just helped me out so much. And that was so kind. And like I felt so bad because I was being such a fucking nightmare. Um, and I have to say, so on my on my flight back, I was so stressed. So this was the first time that I've done a connecting flight. So when I flew out of Mexico last time, I had a direct. So this time I flew into Denver and then flew into San Jose and then they're like oh you have to go through customs in Denver and then like recheck your bag and I was like you don't understand like I don't travel like I don't understand what you're saying to me I was so fucking freaked out but I did it I accidentally um got in the TSA pre-check line though and they just let me do that and I appreciate it because I as you know I've talked about this on the podcast that I'm on Ben and Aaron's clear account and they haven't removed me so I've just been chilling on there and um they uh so 
I so I went through the clear line and then I just went to the first security line, which was TSA pre-check. And I was like, oh, that's so funny. Like no one's taking their shoes off. Like interesting. And then he's like, I was like, do I take my shoes off? Like they're not taking their shoes off. He's like, well, do you have your TSA card? And I was like, oh, no. But I was so frazzled. Like I was so I think that like, everyone felt bad for me. He was just like, take off your shoes really quickly and like just run through. And I was like, OK. So I got to sneak through the TSA pre-check line. Um, and then I went into the I went to the bar. Uh, they had a Coors Light bar. So I was like, oh, my God, how fun. Because I was in Colorado, you know. So I went to the bar and I was texting my parents and I was like, oh, my God. So I was going to get a Coors Light, but it was eleven dollars and fifty cents. And I just I couldn't do it. You guys, I could not justify paying eleven dollars and fifty cents for a Coors Light. So I skipped that. And then I um, <laughs> so I sk skipped the Coors Light. I had a White Claw and then I was trying to decide like if I wanted to eat there or there was a Annie Ann's pretzel place. And I was like, oh, my God, like when's the last time I had a good fucking pretzel? So I was like, this is it. This is what I want. So I was like chatting with my parents and then they like they brought me um, they brought me my bill. So I was like, OK, so I'm just going to get a pretzel. And so I was all excited about this. I'm finishing my White Claw. The fucking Annie Ann's was closed. And that's why I'm a Wetzel pretzel girly. Like, I was so upset. I was like, oh, my God, that was so bad. I was I, I forgot the most important psychopath part about my trip. Uh, I can't believe I forgot to tell you this, that. So when I obviously didn't get my car in time and I was like crying about that, it's around 11 o'clock. My flight is at 3.30, boards at 2.50. I get into the airport and there is a really long line to check your bag at Southwest so I just start crying. I just start silently sobbing in this line, texting my dad, like, I'm not going to make it on my flight. I'm going to get stuck in Mexico. Like, I was such a mess just for me to arrive at the Margaritaville across from my terminal two hours before my flight, two hours before boarding. I was in the Margaritaville, but I was still sobbing at the line thinking I wasn't going to make it. So in case you did not know that I am crazy, there you go. Uh, and I'll say this. It was such a wonderful trip. I had the best time. It was just so gorgeous. I the other thing that was low key embarrassing was Krishma did a bouquet toss and there was only three of us and I still didn't get it. And it's OK, because I don't know if anything will ever top the epicness of what I caught Julie's bouquet, because I was uh, it was on she got married on my birthday and I was, you know, unhinged. These are two of my favorite people. I cried literally their entire ceremony and walking down the aisle. I was very happy. And my boyfriend at the time was there and I apparently just literally walked up to him, was like Julie was doing her bouquet toss. I was like, hold my beer pass it off to him, go to the dance floor, caught her bouquet and just like walked off like a proud bitch, you know. So I don't know if anything else was going to catch that. But, you know, it's fine. The girl who caught it, she was there with her boyfriend. So I thought that was really sweet. And I was like, well, now if you get married, we all get to come. We can go to Mexico. But yeah, it was really gorgeous. We'll go back to Mexico now. I feel good about it. I texted the otter and I was like, I am an all inclusive girly. Like, I'm ready to take a trip out here. Like, this is so fun. You guys, this is all to say, like, we all have negative experiences and, you know, don't let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game or whatever they said on Cinderella story. Like, I 
I am so glad I went back and, you know, I still had fun, by the way, when I went to Mexico last time. I was just a little nervous being by myself again. And it was such a good time. And, you know, I am becoming a travel girly. Like, who knows where she's going to be next? She's off. She's jet setting around, you know. Um, but I will be probably no longer checking a bag because that really stressed me the fuck out. But I love my little really, really carry on. And yeah, yeah. I love it. So um, back to the world of celebrity gossip. Um, there is so much to say about the Vanderpump Rules reunion. Part one was last week. So tonight, um, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, will be part two. And, you know, one of the things I wanted to talk about is that um, there's there was so much to say. Obviously, I'm super fucking annoyed with Lisa Vanderpump for standing up for Tom Sandoval. Like, fuck Tom Sandoval. What Lala was saying was correct. So basically, Lala was saying that Tom Sandoval is dangerous and that he will be like he is Randall, her ex. And I haven't seen a lot of people talk about this. But what I thought was interesting was that like so she she's saying this right, like that he's the next Randall Emmett. And if you don't know who Randall is, he was like a producer or whatever. And Tom looked a little bit satisfied to be like a part of him was kind of like, Randall's famous. So yeah, I'm going to be famous. You know what I mean? I felt like there's a little tinge, but then he's like, you can't judge me like that. And then Lisa's like, you can't call him dangerous. I'm like, yes, he is dangerous. And I've seen a lot of people say the same thing on TikTok where it's like, you know, danger, you think automatically like physical danger. But in reality, like, no, this man is dangerous. If somebody can have an affair for that long, it's like, I know that cheating happens and people make mistakes. And I don't necessarily think everybody who cheated is dangerous. This man had an affair affair you guys an affair with her best friend they hung out together together like what this was so wild and so unhinged it was dangerous but my thing I want to talk about that I haven't seen a lot of people talk about is the fact that <laughs> so you know Tom and Tom were opening their own bar Schwartz and Sandy's and then our Ariana and Katie are opening their bar something about her and you know the whole season's been like the struggle of money for the Toms Blah, blah. And then they go and say at the reunion that they made like $200,000 off merch for their something about her, you know, sandwich place that they're making. And it's so fucking incredible. Like watching Ariana have everything that Tom wants is incredible. And I think they would have been successful no, no matter what. But like there is such a high success level because of this. Like Tom really thought he was doing something. And what he did was hand Ariana the life that she deserves, you know, and I'm not saying that it's been easy. Obviously, like it's been super tough for Ariana. Like, let's not discredit the fact that like she had to be fucking betrayed and go through a breakup so publicly as well. But like our girl is thriving and I'm so happy. I'm excited to see what happens tonight while you're listening. Um, I'm a little stressed about it, but Wednesday night, baby, Vanderpump Rules. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. Uh, I also learned, um, so on my sports documentary hype, you know, I I wanted to tell you guys that I've been, I watched The White Lotus and it stressed me out. So the Otter and I watched season one of The White Lotus and we're watching season two right now and it's stressful. And, he, and we watched the first episode and I got like a little, you know, and he was like, well, let me put on a sports documentary for you. So he's like, there's a bunch of good ones on Disney Plus. I'm like, oh my God, I had no idea. So the reason I had no idea was because my Disney Plus account is set to like a child account. So like there's all these things that I, I can't see. There's all these sports docs. So, Dad, 
if I haven't texted you yet, um, I need you to change my preferences on Disney Plus because apparently I am a child. So I'm really excited to change that and get into the sports docs. Um, I found that because I haven't gotten back on Hulu and I don't and I don't have Peacock like I'm my comfort show is away on Netflix, which is New Girl. My new uh, comfort show has become Formula One, which is really wild. I'm watching it again. Like it's my show I have on in the background, you know, all that stuff. It's just like, it's so fucking funny. I'm like, you are so weird for this. Um, but yeah, anyways, really quick. want to talk about T Swift. Um, so Taylor, it's rumored, you know, I have, I have been resisting talking about this because I didn't want to believe that her and Joe Alwyn had broken up, but my tune has been changed. Okay. Not because she's dating some guy, other guy that's now controversial, which I'm not ready to get into that. But what I want to get into is Taylor released this new song and I don't know how to listen to the full thing because it wasn't on Apple Music and I haven't tried that hard, but I've been hearing clips on TikTok and it's apparently her Joe breakup song. And then she said at one of her shows, she was like, I want to tell you guys everything, but I just want you to know that I am the happiest that I've ever been in all aspects of my life, right? So if it's true that her and Joe broke up, here's my current theory about the situation. So my thought is the reputation and lover talk a lot about kind of how Joe was there for her at a time that not a lot of people were there for her. Like this is when, you know, Kim Ye was bullying her. The world was so fucking mean to her. And, you know, she says in her song, like, you know, that everybody hated me, but you didn't. And you were there for me. And I've noticed something that like when you are there or when someone's there for you during a hard time, it's easy then to let them kind of get away with everything. Like, for example, when I was dating my ex, like I had been going through so much that it was really easy for me to be like, yeah, he's not there for me now, but he did this for me. Like he was there for me through, you know, doing all this like intensive therapy and stuff. So like you kind of feel this loyalty to them and this almost like obligation, like, but they stayed with you through that. So it kind of puts a blinder on to everything else. So I'm kind of wondering if, you know, Taylor has actually kind of been unhappy with Joe for a while, but, you know, she was in this world of like, yeah, but this guy was here for me. Like this guy saved me. The same thing I think happens with friendships where it's like, but this person was there for me for this. And it was so important. And I don't know how I would have done it without them. That, that can be true. And they could still not be a good person to have in your life. And that was a very tough lesson that I had to learn. I think there's that, you know, saying about people being in your life for like a season and a reason or something like that. And, and it's true. Like sometimes there are people who just come into your life to help you through something. And then, you know, you realize that they're, they're not there for the long haul. Like that's OK. And maybe that's what happened with Taylor and Joe is that like, you know, she was excusing a lot of his behavior because he was so great. And then, you know, it fell off. And now she has the relief that she chose herself and decided to leave him. And that's why she's doing so good. I just say that because, you know, it felt like it felt like a breakup statement, you know, because going through breakups like I've gone through breakups, I always know that when I hit that point of release and 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 relief, release and relief of I've let this person out of my life and now I feel great, like I feel like a weight's been lifted off my shoulder. That was just kind of the vibe I was getting from her. So I don't know. That's just my teaseless theory right now. I know she will tell us someday. And until then, I am jealous of all you bitches going to see her tour, it looks amazing. I'm like living vicariously through TikTok and keep posting your videos because I want to see them. 
Hi friends, you know I love answering your questions and Ask Ashley has been a favorite of the I'm Sorry What podcast and now you can do it for both podcasts. Ask me questions for I'm Sorry What or I'm Sorry What Weddings. Same link, super easy. You can find it on my Instagram or on my TikTok at Ashley Sleek. That's Ashley with two E's. Click that link in the bio and give me your questions. I can't wait to hear and answer them all. Love you. Bye. Okay, let's get into a little Ask Ashley. And the Ask Ashley is wrapped up in an announcement, my friends, because I felt like this was the best way to do it. So last week, uh, you know, I got a call while I was literally recording the podcast. And I'm kind of bummed that I didn't like keep the mic going or whatever to get my like live reaction. But I just saw this call incoming and I was like, oh, shit, I should answer this. And basically I got a job. So I'm so excited. I, you know, will kind of keep the same stance of not really talking about my professional work life here on the podcast too much. But uh, I did want to just share that I am going to be no longer fun employed. Like what a journey we have been on. I am going to start working in June and I'm really excited to be going back. This job is an absolute dream. Shout out to one of my girlfriends from my last job. Um, She, Victoria, she helped me get this job. She works there. So it's really fun because I, you know, I already know somebody at the company, which is amazing. It's hybrid. So I'll be three days in the office, two days at home. The office is in San Jose. Like it just kind of is all falling into place. And I am, am so excited, like so, 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 so excited. Um, you know, to, to be doing this. And the reason I wanted to wrap this into Ask Ashley was because when I was first writing it out, I realized that I was like, okay, I kind of want to talk about some of the things that I learned. And I was like, I think this is more of an advice thing for people. I think for anything going on in your life, but I know there's a lot of people who are experiencing changes in, in the work life. And so I just wanted to share with you the biggest lessons that I've learned through getting laid off and looking for other jobs and now getting a job. And the first thing I learned is trust the process. You know, I am one of those people that believes that everything happens for a reason. I know there's serious things. Like I always say that I think there's caveats. I don't think you can say that for everything. Like, you know, I think that's not always the answer. But when it comes like for me losing my job, this, you know, it was the right thing for me. You know, I was not happy. I you know, really wanted a change, but I didn't have time for it. And I, I just, you know, once I kind of let go and was trying to get into the process of it and just, you know, trusting that everything was going to be okay, like something good worked out for me. So I'm really proud of that. But that being said, you also have to hold yourself accountable. The universe isn't just going to hand you things, you know, the universe is going to support you and it's going to have things work for you at the times it's supposed to, but you have to work, you know? And I think that I had kind of a balance of getting too, like working too much and being like really overwhelmed and then not doing it at all. So I think it's it's about giving yourself the time to process, but then also making sure that you don't lose yourself in it. You know, it's really easy to be like, well, I have nothing to do. So, you know, that comes to my next you know, point, which is making goals. So this is something I plan on continuing even after. But I think every day you should set yourself three different kinds of goals, a work like professional goal, 
a physical health goal and a mental health goal. So for example, like mine would be, okay, apply for three to five jobs today. Or it would be, okay, clean up your resume, clean up your LinkedIn. Okay, reach out to two people today, like the the kind of like those goals. And now at work, it can be, you know, maybe something um, outside of your normal everyday tasks. Like, okay, um, I want to accomplish laying out like the plan for this next project or something like that. And then a physical health goal. So for me, it'd be a lot of the time it's been walking like, Hawker walks have been my life savior, my go to workout. So, you know, going for a walk or like playing wall ball like I did or whatever, what it could be just like doing 25 crunches or something like that. And then a mental health goal, you know, um, for me, they switch between journaling, um, calling a friend, like going outside, doing something social, like it's really easy to get super isolated during this time. So, you know, making sure that you're doing things for your mental health. Uh, the next thing I learned is the important of keeping importance of keeping a routine. Um, this is definitely something I'm trying to bring with me into having a career again, you know, and I built myself this really great routine of walking and face washing and, um, you know, all my little things and making my bed every day and all those fun kind of things. So I think making yourself a routine and I would say that the thing I really want to work on now is having a nighttime routine. I think I've nailed my morning routine. It will be interesting to see how it transitions into, um, you know, having a job to do. But I'm really exciting, excited for that. Uh, and then let yourself feel your emotions. That is really important for me. Um, a lot of the things I've been working on with Andrew is is letting myself feel my emotions because I don't want to like I don't want to feel sad. I don't I don't want to feel angry. I don't want to feel these things. I just want to be like, it's OK. It's OK. Everything's fine. Like I want to skip to the part where I'm OK, but that's just not really how it works, unfortunately. And it's really important to allow yourself that time to kind of grieve what happened to you and really process and you know, there are going to be days where you're just sad and and take the time to be sad. And like, that's OK. You know, pull your up, pull yourself up by your bootstraps or whatever they say the next day. But, you know, allow yourself those moments. And the last thing I have to say is like, hold on to your people and lean on them. This was really hard for me. I know I talked about this last time. Like there were a lot of people who wanted to help and pay for things for me and they were texting me and it was hard for me to like get back to everybody sometimes. But like, just knowing that there were people there was really helpful. And I'm so unbelievably grateful. Like, I just feel like I got so lucky and I have this incredible support system. And I don't I just don't know how I would have like, you know, got through this without them. Like there have been so many crying phone calls or, you know, people who just going out with me and checking in on me. I mean, uh, my parents have been incredible, you know, like so helpful, so amazing, you know, not just from a, you know, my mom taking me to like Costco and buying me all this stuff or, you know, but also from just like a very supportive, you know, standpoint. And I knew that like no matter what happened, I could fall back on them or my friends. And then, you know, the otter, like what an interesting time for us to be, you know, dating and something so serious happens and I just can't believe how incredibly supportive and amazing he's been. I, 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 it blows my mind. It blows my mind because, you know, we'd only been dating for like a couple months when this happened. And 
Um, you know, it is the one thing I'm probably going to miss the most about being unemployed is that, you know, I um, I'll, I'll miss having full days with him. But I feel very confident that we're going to be just fine and we're going to make it through and and continue to be together. But, you know, I'm just really grateful. Like like you guys, so many of you have been so supportive to me. And, you know, I I am just so grateful. This just I think when things happen in life, it really shows you who your people are. And I just got so incredibly lucky. Like I was surprised at how many people just texted me after I you know, said it on the podcast and people who just listen. I I meant to say this in the beginning of the podcast, but like I'll be talking to people and, you know, they'll bring up like, oh, yeah, I know I've said this before. Like, oh, yeah, I listen to the podcast or I like texted a friend recently and I'm like, I'm sorry, I've been MIA. And they're like, you know what? I just I watch your TikToks and I listen to your podcast and I keep up and like it's just so nice. Or, you know, I texted a friend. They're like, oh, I can't wait to hear what you have to say about the wedding on your podcast. And the fact that people like take the time out of their day to like listen to this podcast and be there and experience life with me like is just so special and unique. And I I'm so grateful to have this like amazing platform that you all like listen to. And I feel like I've made new friends. And there's some of you who loved me before this and are listening because of that. There's some people who just found me and now you're uh, loyal and like listening. And that's just so crazy. So um, yeah, I'm really grateful for everything. And super thrilled to be starting this new chapter and it it's gonna be amazing and um i'm excited to be a working girly again and uh, i will say this um so if you listen to the podcast a lot you know that some there's something that i complain about often and it is my laptop and i just want you to know that there are plans to get a new one now in the future and i'm very excited about that um and so you know i i'm just so happy and i think this week my my goal is so when i was i was also journaling on my flight home i did like seven pages of journaling on my flight home from Mexico. It was wild. I'm sure the lady next to me was like, what the fuck? But whatever. Um, And so I'm really going to try to work on this week building back up my confidence. Like I want to go into this job feeling really good about myself. So like a couple ways I'm doing that in case you're also struggling with confidence. Um, I'm going to work hard on like making decisions and like being confident. There's a lot of things now up in the air for me. There's we're up in the air before, but there's just things I really need to sit down hash out and decide and feel confident in my decisions. I'm really going to try to keep back up with my texts and check in on people. I feel like I get really insecure about, you know, like not being a good friend and, and not responding. And I think that I think helping staying up to date, I think, um, you know, I, I'm already kind of failing at that because there was people I know I wanted to tell about getting a job before this episode comes out. And I'm just like, listen, Monday, I was just too tired. And today I packed my schedule. Um, and you know, I, I'm one of those people that when I'm with people, I don't like to be on my phone. Like I'm not a big, like when I'm with the Otter, I don't really like to text. If I'm out for drinks with friends, I don't really like to text. Like I just like to be really in the moment and that's no shade to anybody else. It's just like kind of my thing. Um, so, you know, I'm not the best, but then I want to work on my gym and fitness plans and just kind of figuring out what I want to do next as far as gym membership and, and everything like that. Uh, and then uh, getting some new outfits. So I did this. I placed a big online order yesterday because, um, you know, I need some new in office clothes and just like feeling good. And like I wanted to treat myself like I have been so goddamn stingy and I'm genuinely impressed genuinely impressed by how I was able to budget. And I still want to continue that because now that I have a job, when I when I start working, getting a paycheck again, the number one goal for me is getting out of debt. Like 
everything is going to be about getting out of debt. And so, you know, I'm glad that this gave me the tools to be a little bit stingy and and learn how to say no. And also not just like say no to things, but also just like going out and not, you know, maybe going out and having a drink and not eating, you know, like figuring out how to like do every still live a fine life, but do it on a budget. So I'm really excited about that. Um, and then the other thing I want to work on is just having like a daily words of affirmation, figuring out if I want to write it on the mirror or on my fridge or like how I really want to do that. So I, I'm just so excited, you guys. I, I am so I just I'm so grateful that this happened to me. I feel like I know it was hard when it happened, like most everything. It's kind of like I know I've said it's like a breakup. You know, every breakup I've had, I've ended up being so grateful for it. I'm always grateful for the relationship. I'm really grateful for everything I learned at my last job. The people there who helped me so much. I I built these amazing connections and I feel so lucky to have had that. And then, um, you know, on the other side, I uh, I'm really excited for what's next. I'm and, and you know, I, I I attribute a lot of you know, how I made it through this to other people. But I also have to give myself a little bit of credit, which I know feels so weird, but I'm trying to work on that because no one wants to sound like a cocky bitch. I mean, I do sometimes, but like, you know, I decided that I was going to try to, you know, get through this in a healthy way. And even in my quote unquote unhealthy moments, I still felt like they were healthy because they were needed. And, you know, I try, I cried a lot. But I also enjoyed it and embraced it. And um, I'm just so grateful for this next chapter in my life. And don't worry, obviously, I'm sorry what's not going anywhere. I'm sorry what weddings isn't going anywhere. Um, so sorry about last week, but I will be back. So anyways, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just really I'm really grateful for everything. And uh, yeah, so I am thrilled today to be um, going to going out with the otter again. Um, we're going, like I said, to the aquarium. And I I, um, I was a little bit of a nightmare last week, to be honest, to keep it a hundo. I was super anxious. I feel like, so I got my period. I have been kind of like so crazy on my periods. Like I, I don't know. It's like the, a couple days before and I don't think I've, I've always been unhinged. I'm not gonna pretend like at some point I wasn't, but just the, the pure depression and anger that I am feeling when right before I get my period is is super unhinged. And so I'm thinking about talking to a doctor about that because I'm just like, this is normal. But, um, you know, the otter happened to be there for this. And it was one of those days. Listen, I know y'all in a relationship can probably relate to this. But, you know, there's those days where your partner just like literally can't say anything that doesn't piss you off. Like, you know, you know what I'm talking about? It was just one of those days. And so I am so grateful for everything that he's helped me through, uh, not only last week, but just this whole process of being there for me. Like, um, so I wanted to do something nice for him. And he is a pie guy. So I decided to try to make my first pie. And I had to like buy a pie pan. Like I don't even own a pie pan. Uh, my mom is very stressed out, I can tell, because I called her and I was like, I just wanted to ask if I like bake a pie today. Will it still be good tomorrow? And she's like, oh my God. Like, I think she knows I'm going to fuck it up, but I feel 
like, I don't know, like 80% confident. Like I can't, can't turn out that bad. So anyways, I've got my pie crust defrosting. I didn't make it yesterday because I got too tired to go pick up my pie pan from my Target drive up order. So I have it now and I'm either going to bake it before we go or I might just bake it when we're back here. So I'm not really sure yet, but I'm making a pie and I'm really excited to tell everybody how it goes because I think it's going to be amazing and delicious. Um, <laughs> uh, but I, I'm really excited about that. And then um, I just have to share this other like dating thing that was like so funny and it's kind of like an I'm sorry what moment. But I listened to this um, podcast called Style Your Mind with Kara Alwyn. She's amazing. If you haven't checked her out, I read her book, Girl on Fire. Um, I, I want to read the other ones. I think she's really great and motivational. And she mentioned a term, another dating term. You know, I love the dating terms called imagination ship. Oh, my imagination ship is absolutely incredible. And so basically it's the concept that you like built it up in your head, like you created a story of how things are going to go. And if you don't know, if you're new to the podcast or don't remember me talking about this, I've been writing a book right now that's literally all imagination shit. Like, I'm sorry, what? The whole concept of the book is that I each there's like little stories in the book and each story focuses on a different guy. And it talks about how how I wish it would have gone. And it's very like loosely based, you know, as I'm writing the stories, like they're loosely based off people, but like in my own life. But, you know, it's how I wish it would have gone out, gone and then how it actually turned out. And then, um, you know, what like what I learned and all this stuff. So I've been working on that. I was writing on the airplane like a fucking I was seriously as main character energy on the plane. Like I was journaling. I was writing a book. It's like, who's that girl? It's me. It's Ashley Sleek, main character energy. So anyways, um, <laughs> somebody come get her. So uh, I was like, oh, my God, Ima imagination ship. I know I talked about delusional ship before on the podcast, which was like when you think it's going to work out and you're like, this guy's not a fuck boy, but he is. I would say that I think I fall more into imagination ship most of the time. Like I am dreaming of how it's going to work out perfectly and making plans in my head. And I'm so thrilled that there is a term for that. And like, I'm sorry, what? I love it. Like, I'm sorry, what? We all have imagination ships. I'm so glad that there are other people who are as crazy as I am. That makes me feel better. And yeah. So anyways, uh, I know that I'm getting towards the end here. I had another I'm sorry what moment. I'll talk about it a different time. But, you know, I can't keep you guys for too, too long. You know, you have things to do. Um, but thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I will have I'm sorry what weddings coming out on Friday. It's a Q&A style. Thank you guys so much. I really wanted to do a Q&A. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to have enough questions. But you guys submitted so many awesome questions about weddings. If you still want to submit, you can do it through the Ask Ashley um, on my Instagram and TikTok link in the bio. You just click. It's like an anonymous Google forums. Uh, but thank you so much for all your questions. I am thrilled to do Q&A, give you guys some more wedding tips, my I'm sorry what wedding moments. And I love that part of the podcast. I'm so excited, you know, especially after this weekend. I'm like, I just love doing this shit. Like, I don't know what to say. I love weddings. And thank you to all my friends who keep putting me in their weddings. So I have things to talk about. Uh, it's the best. Congratulations, Krishma and Cody. Uh, I am so happy for you guys. Thank you for letting me be such a big part of your day. It was amazing. And I love you all so much. Have the best time. Be nice to yourself. Be kind to other people. Just, I don't know, be yourself and be happy. I love you.
I promise I do. Okay, bye.